0: Yes, today we're going to talk about physical fitness again. I hope you guys are getting tired of me talking about this, but I'll tell you something. Physical fitness right now is more than just looking good or feeling good. There's some pretty serious health reasons right now that you want to not be carrying around extra weight, extra fat primarily. So I today we're going to have a, a one of our one of my good friends, a great expert, Nate Palmer is going to join me. Um, Nate knows travelers. He knows travel nurses. He knows travel eye professionals. He's been uh, in and around our industry and, and, and been involved in our industry for us. so. We're going to have him on today to talk about eating and training for health and energy. He is a number one selling best uh, bestseller, author, and host of a podcast, a YouTube channel. So Today, we're going to talk about physical fitness and why it's so important, again, on Travel Evolved. Travel Evolved, I'm Mark Holloway, welcome to the show everyone, I'm really excited about today. Um, you guys know I love talking about physical fitness, it's not, it's, it's, it, I guess it's kind of cult-like, but I'm telling you, there are some really, really important reasons right now that everybody should be extraordinarily motivated to lose fat and to get into shape. It is unhealthy and right now it is more dangerous than it's ever been. To be unhealthy and to be obese, or to just be carrying on extra fat. So I wanted to have this episode on, and I'm so excited to have Nate Palmer join us. Nate is a um, Nate's a best number one number one best-selling author. Uh, he has a podcast, a YouTube channel. He's got he, he's he's a he's a physical fitness expert. You know, I joke around a lot. I talk a lot about physical fitness and I'm really just regurgitating, as you guys know, the stuff that I read and hear, and I, I qualify it a lot and say, I'm not an expert. This is what I've seen, this is what I've read, this is what works for me. Nate's very similar to that, except for he is kind of an expert. I mean, he isn't kind of, he is an expert. So I'm really excited to actually have somebody on here who um, I know knows what he's talking about. He's got books and people that follow him like crazy because he, he studies this, this is his life. And his life is to try to help change other people's lives. So, right now, it's it's like I said, it is it is so important, it always is, but without getting political right now, the one thing we can say is that it's important that people are doing their best to get healthy. We can talk all about all the politics and things that are going on, but here's one thing that I think everyone out there will agree with, and that is that being healthy and having less body fat is incredibly important, always is. Right now, it's probably more important than it's ever been. We could be talking life and death. It's not. A political thing to know that people that are obese or close to obese or morbidly obese are struggling more than anybody else is right now with COVID. I'll just throw it out there and say what I'm talking about. It is pretty irrefutable. Yes, there's other things going on, but but that is one thing we all could probably agree on that if we were to start focusing on losing weight as a society and as a country and as a, as, a, as I mean, a lot of people listen to us outside of this country. It can't be a bad thing. It's gotta be something that would move us all into a good direction. So, we're not gonna talk about that primarily, but I do wanna have Nate on because he's he's just, again, he and I have been talking for a bit here, and it's he's got some really good, super easy tips and philosophies that I think will, will get people going. And, you know, one of the things that's important is that, you know, he's, he's a best-selling author of the Million Dollar Body Workout. I'm sorry, not workout, Million Dollar Body Method. I knew I'd butcher that. Million Dollar Body Method. He's got a podcast called The Same Thing, a YouTube channel. That he's, he's got a different name for the YouTube channel and a Facebook group. But I'd love you guys to check this out. And I hope that you're enjoying uh, Nate's interview today. He's a, he's a great talk. He understands a lot of different things about physical fitness, about energy primarily, and how to use that to, to, to have physical fitness. It's His philosophy is kind of a little bit differently, where he makes it easy, where he's focusing more on your energy level, focusing more on making yourself feel good and then the weight loss and and the, you know the, the looking better just kind of comes naturally because you're you're more energized, you're more motivated. So first of all as always guys I want to thank everyone for subscribing to our channel. Uh, I, again my my goal of this thing is to get a really good variety of different topics every week. All kind of going along the same theme of how to help a healthcare traveling healthcare professional. I always do that anymore. So When I was talking with Nate, and again, knowing his background, Nate has been uh, involved with some nursing conventions and travel conventions before. Some of you may recognize him, you've seen him around, if if you've been to Vegas and other places like that. So he's going to join me today, and I got him in the green room here, uh, we're going to get right to it because I know he's super busy. But he's going to join me, we're going to talk a lot about his book, and again, I want to really delve into eating and training for health and energy. And that's what we're gonna focus on because it's really the key to everything. And if nothing else, I hope some of you take, I guess some of the things we talk about off and on on Travel Evolved and now we've got an expert on to really talk about it. So let me jump right into it because I know I wanna spend some time with Nate and get this uh, kind of moving. So um, I'm gonna switch from this mic to the other mic and it does, it, by the way, it does change the way the mic sound, but um, we're gonna go to this one. It's a, probably a little bit more, um, I think it's more sensitive, but I definitely can tell the difference. But anyway, let me pull Nate up and let's kind of get, get going and see if we can get this conversation. I think you guys are going to really like this. Hey, Nate. How are you, my friend?
1: I'm doing great, Mark. Super excited to be here. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Oh, absolutely. good. Glad to have you. It's about time I had someone that actually knew what they were talking about besides just me. And I'm just i'm just going off of experts like you so i'm it's nice to have a real live person that isn't just me regurgitating what everybody else says about health and nutrition so um obviously we're going to talk about eating and training for health and energy today it is it's a topic near and dear to me i know you've got a lot of experience with travelers you've actually worked with i think nurses or maybe allied professionals or both so you probably one of our, our our most recent guests that probably really understands our audience better than most people so, obviously, number one bestseller with the Million Dollar Body um, Method, which I think is excellent. i mean the mil- Yep, thank you. And I'm gonna, we're going to throw some stuff there. I just started reading it, and um, I will, we'll get some plugs in where you can people can get it and hear about it. But let's just jump right in. I guess, first of all, the first kind of naive question I want to talk to you about is what, what made you kind of decide to get into you know, fitness, become a fitness expert and really get into this and change your life, your body, your mental and physical outlook and everything?
1: Well, how, how deep do you want to go do you want to go back to like
0: <laughs> middle school right now we can do it well yeah let's I mean I, I guess if it's been a lifelong obsession or a lifelong interest let let's do that let's go back yeah. to where it started cool so I think like the,
1: the earliest time I could really I really thought about this was I was 11 years old or 12 years old and uh, my mom had dr- gone to school to drop my sisters off they're younger than me and so I'm sitting at home by myself getting ready for my school and I get a knock on the door and it's someone I've never seen before and I was like mm, I'm not going to let them in See him come around the back, and my dog's like, what's up? you look at at my, my, my new best friend. And so it doesn't, not a good guard dog. And I'm still like, like, why is the guy in my backyard? Is he doing, is he working? Like, what's up? And just but not, don't do anything about it. And then I hear him break a window. Wow. And I was like, oh, that's a really bad sign, actually. So yeah. I grab a, as like 12-year-old brain, I'm like, don't want to get in trouble with the police. Do want to grab a steak knife out of the knife block go in my room and press the little, like, dink, little lock on my door, and then hide right. under my bed with a steak knife, and I think, like, if someone puts their face in here, I'll probably just stab them in the face. Um, but I'm scared, man. I'm scared out of my mind. I'm, a, like, I'm 11 or 12, and just, like, wow. just feeling completely powerless. And I remember just that sensation, and he eventually comes down the hallway, and he bangs on my door, and I'm, like, peeing myself. I'm just, like, so, so scared. Anyways, steals the DVD player. That's how you know it's the 90s. Uh, and he takes off. And... Um, I just remember feeling like so powerless, and right. vowing to myself to never let anyone else make me feel like that again. And I thought again, like, well, what are my what are my options here? And I came up with two things. Number one, buy a ton of knives. And I was like, okay, got that. Check, <laughs> right. check. Right. It's early early days of eBay. No one's checking the IDs, so I was just buying buying <laughs> right. knives on eBay. Right. And then I'm also like, you know what? If I just install like a bunch of just like. Gorilla armor on myself and just get like really meaty and, and muscly, no one will ever mess with me again. Get a man bun, get some tattoos like that'll, that'll show them, <laughs> right? And so, like, I don't know if you can tell, but I don't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger right now. I know it's surprising, but it's so it never really he. came
0: <laughs> that's a good point anymore.
1: So, it never really came We all can look like, of, like Arnold
0: and, and Sylvester now, like now. Oh, that's that's my new goal is to look like Sylvester Stallone now. <laughs>
1: Honestly, if you could look like them when you're in your 70s, like, Absolutely,
0: absolutely, absolutely.
1: So it was just, it was, I never really got to the point where I was like, I'm so big and scary and intimidating, and, but I also realized along the way that it's not about how you look on the outside. I know a lot of guys who are, you know, 260 pound monsters who are still dealing with their childhood trauma and I've never really moved past that. So what, what ended up happening is my, my focus shifted. And because I because I fell in love with the idea of like personal development and and self improvement, more so than I fell in love with the idea of having like a really thick suit of muscle armor that no one will ever be able to hurt me again because that's not really? realistic.
0: No.
1: So my obsession then went switched from like being an intimidating human to being someone who improves every single day, who strives to get better because I saw the fruits of that labor. And what I really liked about it, Mark, was not was like. It's me versus me. No one else can get in my way, and I literally can't lose at this if I don't quit. So my only nice. my only problem, my only struggle, the only thing I had to focus on was not quitting. And even if my progress is slow, even if it takes me ten times as long as it takes someone else, which it does in a lot of cases, physically building my business, doing all these other things, like it takes me longer because maybe I'm slow. I don't know. Um, but but I I realized that with without without quitting or giving up success was assured and that is so powerful that's the gift that I want to give to my clients as well as as well as like something that I take very seriously I, I
0: that's really well said and I don't think I've ever I've ever I guess vocalized anything like that on 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 this I do a lot of my personal life but I agree with you it's you're, it's a really excellent point that Stop comparing yourself to everybody else at the gym, everybody else who's an entrepreneur, everyone else who's losing weight, or getting healthy, or cutting out sugar, or, or doing the things that, that that we're going to talk about here. It is a win-win, because eventually, if you stick with it, you, you cannot lose. I, I, it's really well said, and I think it's something that, you know, in our society, we just always compare ourselves to other people, right? You and i am way older than you. You and I are gonna—you know—figure out okay, who's got who's got more. Who's, I got—I—I my—I struggle with uh, with my legs, right? That's just my hereditary. right? So I—I—I—that's I, where I hate leg day. So it's my least favorite day, but it's my most important day. And I've gotten to the point now where I'm like, okay, you know, here it is. So um, there are things that I, you know I love going to the gym for certain things that I that are easy that look already good, and so you know we all focus on that. But the the fact is, focusing on things that that you can always improve. You can't, you can't lose. I love that. It's a great philosophy. What a hell of a story, by the way. That is a, a wild one. Didn't know we were going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that
1: was a, it was a weird time, but like, I, like, I never even realized like what kind of like how transformative that was and what that did to my brain up until just like a couple of years ago. And I'm like reflecting on like the journey and people are like, why did you get into this in the first place? And I'm like, uh, I think I wanted to like be bigger. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, no, it came out of a really like visceral kind of scary place. And I'm yeah. really super excited that I was able to transform that into something positive because I feel like so often fitness is this is fear-based, right? I'm afraid of people are judging me. I'm afraid of being, of being fat. I'm afraid of like looking this way. And we have this negative track that plays in the back of our mind. We're not good enough. You need to fit in society's box. You need to do these sorts of things. So fitness starts as running away from something. But yeah, at the end of the right. day, like, You can't have like a lean physique with healthy, great energy. If you're always running from you have to eventually switch your philosophy to running towards. So I think that like, that's kind of my story. That's my history. And I love to help people get to that point in their own training journey where they're like, they're running towards a PR in their 5k or running towards like a new hike that they've never been able to complete before running towards like amazing energy. So they have that like, they're like, they're able to show up big time for their family. And once you can connect fitness to those positive things, it becomes so much easier to stay on it. Especially once you get to the point where you're like, "Well, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm not fat anymore. I'm not right. this." You know, we have to shift our shift our alignment, shift our like perception.
0: It's, it's perfect. and yeah, Exactly right. Like you and I talked about before, healthcare professionals, they you know again they take care of everybody else. I've said this on many different things. They, they oftentimes, uh, you know. Don't, don't take care of themselves, they're not focused on themselves. And one of the things that, that, you're, that you talk about in, in, in obviously, in the, in the billion Dollar Body Method is really going how to get that professional to, to be able to really find the time to be able to take care of themselves and, and, and get the, the food and get the exercises and things that are important, both mentally and physically, that they need. So creating that energy on demand, like you say in the book. And I think that's. I guess let's let's kind of delve into that aspect of it. Let's see where it takes us. But remember, again, as you know, like I said, you know more than anybody else. These are people that are traveling. They're oftentimes away from their home for. I had a gal tell me a couple of days ago that she hadn't been home for four years. Whoa! Literally from assignment to assignment, and it just hadn't made her way back to what home was for. Her. So, how do these these men and women move toward, run toward that better? overall, uh, I guess, energy and physical fitness it, when, they're, when they're on the road so often?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. And I think that like, I can be like, hey, here's a variety of tactics for travelers who, you know, here's how to set up something in your house or make sure you, you prioritize this before a 12 hour shift or how to get it in on your off day. And there's a lot of tactics, but also I don't think those are quite as important as the first step, which is making that, having a mindset shift around what you're, what you're kind of running towards. Because, yeah. like, like I think one of the big things that separates Million Dollar Body Method from, like, keto or all these a lot of other diets, Atkins, Weight Watchers, whatever, is that those are all focused on, like, becoming less. And there's only a certain point where you can, like, you can only become less to a certain point until you're, like, your metabolism is too low, your calories are too restricted, you're trying to, like, burn off or punish yourself for the food you're eating. And it just doesn't, like, it doesn't work. It's not motivating. It's not going to keep you going long term. So we have to change our ideas around the around fitness as to like how can I get better? How can I have more energy? How can I show up bigger for the people that I, that I love, for the for my for my patients, for like the people that I'm I'm working with? How can I support the other like the other nurses in my in like in my unit? Right. Um, because and I think once like because like you said, nurses and people in the medical profession will always 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 do more for someone else than they do for themselves. So we have to reframe. How can how can my how does my energy impact those around me? How does my energy affect my patients? And when it comes down to that, and you're like, okay, my choice is I can have this Big Mac for lunch, or I can have this this salad from like Burger King or whatever it is. Which one is going to serve my patients better? Which one's going to enable me to have the energy, the vitality, the like enthusiasm that's going to make someone's life better? Right. So like, it's not about it's not about here's this tip and like oh, all you've been missing is you just didn't have a TRX. Like, yeah, get a TRX and like everything will be solved. You have to shift the question you ask before any of the other stuff makes sense or any of that's gonna pay off. Because like, yeah, I mean, you might do a TRX, you might get a workout going, it's, it lasts you three weeks. But until that question changes, it's not gonna be a lifestyle, it's not gonna be a habit.
0: So yeah, so taking that first step and, and to what you said a few minutes ago, here's the great news for everybody out there who's watching and listening to us is that you will get better no matter what little step you're taking. Anything, anything, if you've made that mental decision that I'm going to do something different, I'm going to start to change, and everybody everybody out there who's listening to you right now can, can make that decision, no matter what your level of success is, it's going to be better than it is today. Unless you Lapping just don't do the anything, that you, <laughs> that you, unless you don't change a thing. But any little thing is going to be that way. And what I've found, and tell me if you found this too with, with other people that you've worked with, taking a first step whatever that may be maybe it's i'm going to start walking or maybe it's i'm going to get rid of the fast food and i'm going to meal you know do something maybe bigger like i'm going to meal prep or i'm just going to avoid going to the cafeteria it becomes a little bit infectious and you start to go this is good now maybe maybe i'm going to try something maybe i'm going to maybe I'm going to, you know not just go for a walk but i'm going to go for a walk and maybe do a little bit of, of you know light or something like that
1: yeah because I, I think of that as like as momentum, right? Like if you think about like a uh, like a locomotive, so like Mark, you're at a you're at a train yard. They got a locomotive sitting there. What do they do? To keep it from rolling, they put a little block in front of the wheel, right? Mm-hmm. Just like this little rinky-dink piece of wood, and then it's going to hold that locomotive in place. No momentum, no movement. You take a you take a, a locomotive moving at 60 miles per hour. You throw a brick wall in front of it. It's smashing through the brick wall. It has momentum. It's moving forward. Right. So you wake up in the morning and you do something simple for your health. You get a you get 32 ounces of water in. That's what that's about one of the, the first thing I call this it. like a, the first like first of my daily investments. You get some water in. It's easy. It's simple. And it gives you the W for the day. You started off your day with a health mindset and a win. Then you go for the little walk, you know, and you're like, okay, I got another win. And you start stacking these wins and building this momentum. And soon it's like an addictive thing where you're like, I feel better. My clothes are fitting better. My energy's up. I'm like, I'm crushing it at work. I'm like the amount of like the level of care I'm delivering is just so much better. I'm not feeling tired at like in the afternoons of like half, you know, three quarters of the way through a a 12 hour shift. Like I, I feel like Superman. And that's when you start like really um, all- allowing yourself to do those harder things. You know, okay, now maybe you can work in a, a workout. Maybe you can do more meal prep. But starting off with just those little wins to stack, to stack your wins and build momentum, so critical.
0: You talk about in the book, you, you said, you mentioned, you, training should make you feel better, not necessarily skinnier. I mean, that's a <laughs> way you, it's, it's and it's true. It could lead to that, but um, I think there's a lot of people out there that sit there and go, okay, I am... Here's where I'm at in my life. Maybe I am, you know, very heavy. Maybe I'm just really struggled with getting this weight off. So over the last 20 years, I just, I've just kind of given up. And I've not. The the first goal really is, I mean, you're talking about water, right? There's there's that. We're talking about getting rid of super high fat, terrible foods that really hurt you, destroy your energy, create, you know, all kinds of problems with your down to your cellular level, and. Taking those things out, it's, that's the first step. It, you're just going to feel better, and who doesn't want to feel better? Forget about what you look like. Like you said, you know, we're we're also trained to have to, you know, we're trying to keep up with the the next guy or gal. Forget about that. It is number one. You're going to feel great, and why would you not want to feel better? I mean, less pains, less aches. Waking up, you know, as you're getting older, you're actually having less trouble. you know. Taking your first steps out of bed. I mean, oh, you're younger than I am, but that does happen when you get to be, you know, 50. It's like, oh my gosh, but all of a sudden you start walking, you start stretching some of those, like, you know, the tendons, and you get, whether you're jumping around and doing something like plyometric or just getting out there exercising, you start to actually feel better. And that's a wonderful first result. Forget about the fat loss, right? Like you say in your book.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And because, I, like, this is the craziest thing, Mark. And, like, you, you're in shape, you've been in shape for a long time. And I think sometimes we can forget what it feels like, you know, when you are heavier, when you aren't eating healthy, when you aren't prioritizing your energy and and like the quality of the food. I've had clients though, who have lost like 40 pounds and been like, I can't believe how I used to feel. Like right right, from where I'm sitting right now, that felt like I had the flu and I had it for years. And so like you wake up, like you said, you're aching, your back hurts, your knees hurt. And every pound you drop, that's an additional four pounds of pressure off your knees, by the way. So like, these all these things add up and they make a, such a big difference. So if you could if like if you could wake up tomorrow and feel like five times better, why wouldn't you do that? And it's and it's, it's just a couple decisions away for you.
0: You're so you're telling me that and again, you're saying that you've got clients and people that you know that have felt so bad for so long that they actually didn't even realize they thought it was just, just being an adult. They, that's crazy. So that could. I'm hoping that someone out there. I mean, again, I always say in my podcast, if we, if we, if we teach one person or, t- or touch one person that makes a difference, that's a successful podcast, right? That's a successful YouTube episode. And we've get, we got. I'm going to direct people to both of those things on your your platform as well if they're interested in what we're talking about today. But that's really a, a crazy thing for. Like I said, I mean, I'm i been fortunate enough. I've been I've focused on physical fitness for probably. 25, 30 years and, and off and on, even when I was younger. When I was in college I started drinking beer, but I'd still go to the gym but I you know, I was drinking beer and even in high school I think I started it too. And I think my, my biggest my, my worst time frame was when I my, my wife and I had our kids were young. You know, I was focused on them. She was, you know, struggling and she, you know, she'll admit freely, she struggled with losing baby fat. We had two kids, you know, relatively quickly and she struggled with that and And then all of a sudden we started going, hey, okay, we're out of diapers and we can start to focus back on ourselves a little bit, and we we both did. But to me, that's just an amazing statement. I think there's a lot of people out there that may not realize that don't have to settle for the way you feel. I mean, if I put on five pounds, I'm not joking, a pair of dress pants don't feel comfortable to me all of a sudden. You know, all of a sudden, wow, and I don't like it. I'm uncomfortable all day from just a little bit of, of mid, you know, lower belly body fat and that small amount makes me instantly feel like, hmm, I don't, I don't like it. So, like Thanksgiving and those things, the last couple of years I've focused on saying, I am not going to eat that piece of pumpkin pie because I know it's a, it's a catalyst for me. Five pounds at my age is really hard to, to, to take off, but it, it, you just focus on it. So, that's really wild. So, everybody out there that's listening to you, that, you know, really think about, I guess, where you are think about if you're uncomfortable in your skin if you're uncomfortable walking around the facility and you and you there are aches and pains and hurt how how you can change that and instantly start to feel better
1: because like like the diet that i promote here is i'm not going to say it's like oh that's the number one anti-inflammation diet but we eliminate a ton of like inflammation and um, like bloat causing foods which can just like have you ever like had like a low back injury or a neck injury mark
0: um, I've I have tweaked my what middle to lower back doing stupid close grip pull ups and stuff and so I've never okay. had a neck injury, I've never been in a car accident where I've actually it's been an injury, it's been self inflicted, yeah. Usually age related, usually doing something before I've warmed up and also I'm like ah and it, it affects me for I remember a couple of times it affected me for weeks.
1: And then during those weeks, especially the first couple of days, how's your energy? How's your mindset? It's
0: horrible. And it and, and then I can't do anything else and it affects stuff. I mean I've got a I've got Trust me, I hurt myself all the time. I've got a bad shoulder and I have to be careful it it doesn't affect literally my forearms because I'm I'm compensating when I'm doing things. So I get I go to massage therapy. I've been needled a ton to get rid of some of that stuff. So yeah, it, it, it affects everything, I think, yeah. when you start to get hurt.
1: And I think that like that a lot of people just kind of walk around and think, this is normal. I just am I just feel like not comfortable. Like like that feeling of like not fitting into your pants, having like a neck injury where you can't quite turn all the way around. These yeah. things, like, they, it adds up and it steals from us. It steals our energy. It steals our vitality. It steals our enthusiasm. And a lot of these are paper tigers, Mark. They're not. They're, they're false threats because we can eliminate so much of them just by changing small amounts of the food we eat or our little habits or how much we're moving. So if we can, if, like, and I always tell people, like, water and walking, those two are free, man. Like, and those... Right. For most people, if all we did was develop a better hydration habit and go walk more, especially for travelers, like I, like I could tell you the greatest workouts in the world and how to do a Bulgarian split squat and make sure your hip angle is like this. But honestly, like the lowest barrier of entry, biggest ROI activities we could do is just drink a gallon of water, walk 30 minutes every day. And man, that's going to that's gonna change your life. And if you don't believe it, do it for a week. And if it didn't work, I'll send you a video of me doing 50 burpees.
0: I can, I can absolutely attest to that because my wife is a great example. My wife is not a big exercise person. She doesn't like to lift weights or go to the gym and do something like that. She did when she was younger, but what she does, she'll notice when she's out in, in California in the summertime, we go for a walk once or twice a day. That's just what we do. We're going to go walking because it's more things to see. And we keep, when we go back to Colorado, she's like, I need to get on a walk. but It's cold and whatever. But she will attest that she's always in the best shape. Not because of what she's eating. it was because the one thing she's changing is just that 30 to 45 minute walk, and we do it at a pretty quick pace. But we we love it. It's, it's we talk. It's it's good time together. But absolutely, it absolutely does that. So we, let's talk about building that nutritional frame. I don't want to give away your book or anything, but just a couple of kind of bullet points of the of the nutritional framework framework. Sorry, about you know doing a diet. We we talk about the the you know the the, the keto and the things like that. And I'm with you. I mean, I think a lot of these things are temporary and they can end up some of them can actually end up i believe they actually end up making you in worse shape when you get off them and it's different but let's let's tell our listeners just a couple i mean building that that nutrition framework that you talk about can you give us some kind of quick i mean water is one of them some quick kind of bullet bullet points that would be some good 36,000 foot starts for some of our folks to kind of get some things kind of moving in, in that direction
1: yeah and honestly i don't mind giving away like the entirety of my book like I know people are going to want to read this book for the story of me getting beat up by a meth head. Like that's that's the draw here. Let's let's talk about the framework,
0: right? Because I feel like a lot
1: of a lot of coaches uh, will write books that are like, here is some pieces, but you need to buy my program to get all of them. I I don't know if I'm going to be in fitness in ten years, and I also want to have a standalone product or something that's going to change people's lives. So I give it all the way in here, and it's if you have Kindle Unlimited, it's free on Amazon anyway. So saw that saw that it's actually
0: free for so people can can get it on Kindle, and that's awesome.
1: And if you don't have that, it's like two bucks. So I yeah. get it. you don't like it, I'll get your money back and not just email me. <laughs> there you go. You're like, there man, you this guy's man bun. No, thanks. I <laughs> have, have money back. I'm here for it. So yeah, the nutritional framework that I like to, that I like to adhere to, I, and I break this down into what I call the seven daily investments. Because I like to think about things in terms of ROI. What's my return on my investment? Because like, like, like you said, if you do keto, like that can be positive for a lot of people. I don't prefer it but it's also, it's also expensive. I don't think the return is as great as the cost. The juice is not worth the squeeze. With this, I try to boil things down into the most simple, bare bones things that are gonna give you the best return on your investment. So like Mark, when, I were talking, when you're talking about your shoulder, and I'm thinking about how I program for you, I'd make sure that you're doing very simple, basic exercises and executing at a very high level. So like, for me, like you got shoulder pain, we're going to be working on dumbbell rows really hard, okay? Really working the scapula, making sure that your mid traps are really activated, and which is like the most boring, simple exercise of all time, but it's going to give you the highest ROI. No need to get fancy. No need to do cables. No need to do like weird, like anything, like kipping pull-ups. So right. all that being said, um, I also have two little kids at home. My daughter's three. My son's six months. So my morning routine, I used to do the Hal Elrod Savers. <laughs>
0: Laughing. I'm laughing at you because it, it does. <laughs> it, get, it gets easier, Nate.
1: Can you tell that I'm a little tired?
0: <laughs> it gets easier. I'm just telling you. Uh, I'm laughing with you. I've been there. Yeah.
1: My wife is an absolute rock star, though, dude. Like she's she she holds the family down, so I have a really easy to be honest with you.
0: There you go. Um,
1: but like so, my, for my morning routine. I used to do the savers. I used to do like silence and meditation and affirmations and reading and scribing and and exercise and all these things. My morning routine took me an hour and I felt it was so so wonderful. It doesn't happen for me anymore. When when we we go off, things kick off. My daughter's pounding on the door. Sounds like the police is is like in my house at six in the morning. Like it's just it's just right. wild. So my morning routine is this: thirty two ounces of water, sixty seconds of explosive movement, jumping jacks, toe pops, jumping on a trampoline. It takes me ninety seconds to do both of those things, and I feel great. I always feel great. It's awesome. It's so easy. No affirmations. No, uh, no, like burning like sage or, you know, having to do ayahuasca in the morning and eat, like, choking down it. apple
0: cider vinegar.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> no need to do any of that stuff. So that's like, that's what my, my mind is at with a lot of this framework stuff. So the second thing from a nutritional standpoint, what we need to be doing in the morning, and there's a lot of reasons for this. If you want to get into it or you want to like debate about it, just check the book out first, but proteins and fats in the morning, high quality proteins, high quality fats, basically gives you time release energy all day and helps your body understand, hey, we don't need to burn carbs for energy, we'll burn some fats. So it gives you kind of some of the benefits of keto without having to eat uh, butter in your coffee, which is categorically stupid. (laughs) For lunch, um, again, like most of us are eating high carbs, heavy, rich, high fat foods, which is just putting us under the table. No one's ever had a chipotle burrito or like you said, Mark, like, you eat a big Thanksgiving dinner, and you're not like, hey, let's go play pickup basketball. You're like, let me, let me just sit here and watch the Detroit Lions lose at football again. Like, that's that's what we're trying every to do. Every year. Every year. Yeah. That's
0: my, my, that was my hometown team. <laughs> I was a kid.
1: <laughs> so, like, so we want to make sure that the foods we're eating is, again, we're like, we're thinking about in terms of what am I going to eat right now that's going to give me energy, enthusiasm, help me care for those around me. And the best way to do that in the afternoon is having a high protein, high vegetable content. Really giving yourself the satiety, the rebuild and repair of the protein, the nutrient density, the vitamins and minerals of eating a bunch of carrots, some celery, like bright, different colored, multicolored foods. Like you're going to feel better. You're going to not be stuffed. You're going to feel light on your feet. It's gonna ch- it changes everything. And then for dinner, what we want, like what do we want from dinner? Well, we don't want to be energized after dinner and be like, woo, let's go. Like we want to be able to kind of switch from that from that like sympathetic nervous system. That's like, if there's a spectrum, right? Sympathetic is like fight or flight. Parasympathetic is rest and digest, you know? So we wanna be like, if we're like here all day kind of for work and just being up, mental acuity, focus, we're gonna shift that over. Easy way to do that, and this is such a great, this is my favorite thing about my program. Is running a high protein, high vegetable, high carbohydrate dinner. So in the program, I, I really, like for the first 28 days, I say go rice, or potatoes, really low inflammation causing foods, very simple, not a lot to them. So what, uh, like what we want there is to help our bodies shift to that parasympathetic dominance where we are feeling a little bit more tired. We're, we're harnessing that Chipotle burrito Thanksgiving sensation, using it to our advantage to sleep deeper, wake up with more energy, feeling better.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I like that. And I, I've had it's a couple people tell me that, that, of that some of your, you know, I've had guys tell me that they, they think that you're, you're, your caloric intake should actually decrease as the day goes on. That breakfast is more important as you move. Five. I mean, there's sort of different philosophies on that too. That it's kind of interesting. But yeah, I mean, it's it's it is for you. you Got to have carbs, but they have to be good carbs, and they can't be all the time. You know, otherwise, you're gonna you're gonna carb bonk, and it's gonna be that whole deal. Proteins, I, I think, and tell me what you think about this. I I, mean, I don't know if you've looked at this before, but I I keep reading a lot as you get older. Proteins are becoming more become more and more important in your life as you get older. That you actually have to need them. I I need more protein in my body than you need it because I'm going to, I, I just am, I'm older than you by far, <laughs> it's just one of those things that my body is craving that. And it's weird, as we get older, sometimes our appetite decreases and we want the fast reward and so the quick fix. And so a traveler may go down to the cafeteria and get something that tastes good or looks good and what they really need to be doing is getting, getting the chicken breast or grabbing something that's going to you know give them, give them the protein to, to just get through the day and keep their, keep their energy at a good level.
1: I'm glad you said that about the protein requirements increasing as you get older. There's a lot of misinformation about protein out there. And it always makes me so sad because it's like the number one best macronutrient. And then like as far as like an oversimplified nutritional soundbite, you can't turn protein into fat. You can It's really expensive. <laughs> so you like, no one's ever been like, oh man, I had so many chicken breasts. I'm just gaining weight. Never happens. Right. Never happens. Right. So having a protein shake, prioritizing protein, every single meal. And, and like in the cafeterias, you got options. You can be like, can I have that without the bun? And they'll give it to you because people are nice to you. People are nice to you. are working in the hospital. So don't be afraid to be like, oh, well, there's, there was nothing there. Yes, there was. You just had to maybe be a little bit more assertive, a little bit more um, like ask for the things that you need. And then, man, Mark, like, like you said, if every meal needs to revolve around a protein, right? And you heard that from me proteins, fats, proteins, veggies, proteins, veggie, carb. Like that's, it has to be a protein first. And if honestly there's no protein in the meal, if you're not, if you're having a snack that doesn't have protein in it, don't. Don't right. have it.
0: Don't right. have it.
1: That's the rule. Absolutely. And if you can apply it's that not, rule, not you're not gonna be doing, rule, you're going to do better than 95% of people out there who are on diets.
0: Yeah really interesting so is there i mean again you know is there is is there a secret weapon for for fat loss i think so i think so
1: well i think there's like there's two and one of them is more of a mindset shift and then the other one i'll give you is like a, is real tactical so like number one i think that the the thing that like like you said there's some diets out there that say breakfast most important meal of the day breakfast like a king lunch like a like a prince dinner like a pauper like you've heard that one before there's mm-hmm. There, oh, intermittent fasting, no breakfast at all. And then we have a big lunch and then dinner. Like, There's a lot of philosophies. And I'm not here to say my philosophy is right and everything else is wrong. I, I will tell you, though, that my, my philosophy is the best, hands down, at helping people create more energy. And so I think that the one of the secret weapons to fat loss is not focusing on less, losing, dropping, decreasing, cutting calories. It's focused on increasing energy, improving how you feel, improving form and function, and when you can do that, it's like magic how the fat just drops off. The way this was born, Mark, was I had a client here in Phoenix. He was, uh, he was starting a new business, data of four, great guy, uh, but had like 30, 40 pounds to lose. And he was like, I was like, let's work out, let's work out, let's do these things. And he's like, dude, I do not have time. I'm driving around 13, 14 hours a day. I don't have time, you know? And I think a lot of, a lot of uh, travelers can relate to this, right? Or just any nurse. You know, you're working these long shifts you don't have time to just like go get a workout in like whenever you want to so he was like listen you need to help me with my energy i need nutrition that can help me stay focused on my clients in the morning go in the boardroom in the, in the morning and my kids in the afternoon when i get home and i can't he's like i've been sitting on the couch watching espn for 30 minutes just to recover from the day drinking four monsters a day and So he's like help me with my energy so okay i was like great put together a plan based around and he's like by the way i need to eat out i need to eat at a fast food restaurant Every day. That's gonna happen. Figure it out. So we did. We built a plan out around it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So like same thing. Like I'm eating a cafeteria every day. Figure it out. Well, great, I got you. So we shifted his focus to being like eating for energy. What is like exactly the way I lay it out? I'm like, we just talked through it all, right? It's all it's all on the podcast. It's on YouTube. And what he was like, what he said is like two months later, sixty days, he goes, dude, my energy has never been this good before. I feel incredible. It's so great to show up at at home and be there for my kids. By the way, I lost twenty two pounds the last two months, and I was like, "We right. might be on to something here."
0: Yeah.
1: So I think that number one is changing our like philosophy, like the Western philosophy on diet is lose weight so you can fit into fit into your skinny pants, you know.
0: Right.
1: And that's and that's just a hard harder way of looking at it that doesn't lead to long term sustainable results. I think I think this way is better because. Who doesn't want energy all the time? Not just like not just like, oh, I want to be skinny for this wedding. I want to be I want to get I want to have, look good in a swimsuit for Hawaii. No, we want like fatigue makes cowards of all men. So, you know, like so when we're fatigued, when we're low on energy, we just make worse decisions. We're just worse humans. We we have energy, we can rise, we can be the best versions of ourselves. So it's always a good like thing to look at and kind of like make that the paragon
0: it's almost kind of like the philosophy of if you have some muscle mass on you, no matter what it is, you're going to burn more calories because the muscles take more to, to to sustain. So you're burning fat while you're sleeping because your body's taking care of those muscles that you just worked out. So even the little exercise. So this philosophy is really similar. In other words, and I like it. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm, 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 I'm thinking about this as you're talking. It's, it's get your energy level up. Your body will take care of it because you're going to be moving. You're going to be have more energy. The weight loss is a almost kind of like a uh, you know a, a benefit of, of the of the higher energy as opposed yes. to the other way around.
1: Yes. And I think that's a like just counter to most people's philosophy. I'll drop weight and then I'll feel better afterwards, or I'll just keep you know I'll keep crushing right. Red
0: Bulls. It's 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 not being forced at us like the other philosophy. So it is it is a it's a different thought, and, it, and I think a pretty logical one if you really step back and look at it.
1: Yeah. And I, I've like, I got studies and I've done the research and I have like a lot of like the scientific backing to this. Mm-hmm. But like you said, when you just think about it, it like, it makes a lot of sense. It's like, it's, it is more intuitive than I think that like fitness is convoluted, right? There's so much out there. Like, oh my God, I read this quote from like uh, Tracy Anderson. She's some famous trainer. Just, and she was talking about how um, narrow grips build feminine muscles and wide grips build bulky masculine muscles, which is the dumbest thing I maybe have ever heard in my entire life. And she's a celebrity trainer with a huge following. So many more people know about Tracy Anderson than know about Nate Palmer. And she has this platform where she's just lampooning the fitness industry. It's disgusting. It makes me so mad. So, like, how are people going to, like, push, push through the nonsense and the noise right. when all of our, like, thought leaders are saying stupid garbage like that? So, I had to write a book about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of funny because when I, when I look for people that I'm going to get my advice from, I look for guys like you. I, don't, you know, I, don't, I look for people that are in shape, that look healthy, that have... That that are improving themselves, and again, I like, I'm looking at them physically. I just I have no choice. I'm like, I'm, I think I'll take advice from that guy, as opposed to the, you know, the the, the doctor or who, who he or she's maybe a little bit heavy or overweight or or looks like they're unhealthy. And I see a lot of those people on there on YouTube and everyone else giving advice. I'm going, do you take your own advice? Because it doesn't look like you do. So maybe I'm maybe I'm just being the typical the typical YouTube searcher. But when I see a guy especially a guy in his 50s like I am and I say, okay, here's a guy that clearly is doing something right it does it looks natural first of all it doesn't look like he's unnatural that's the kind of shape I'd like to either adhere to or get to or stay at I'm gonna kind of follow what they do and that that's where that's where I get a lot of my stuff and I don't listen to just one person I kind of mix it up and and like you said make some judgments on my own but it's um I mean that's that's how I learned about the thing I want to talk to you next about and that is really about sugar because, that was my vice, Nate. I mean, I was sitting there going, okay, I'm eating, I'm eating healthy. But, man, at night, i said this out loud in a lot of stuff, my vice, I flippin' love jelly bellies. They're like the great, I think they're like heroin. If you like heroin, I don't like heroin, I've never tried heroin. To me, that's what it was. My kids would get them, I'd be like, hey, where'd the jelly beans go, Dad? I have no idea. And it became one of these things where, and I started realizing that I was eating a ton of sugar. It wasn't. It wasn't during the daytime. It was at night when I'd have these cravings, and it became a a real big thing for me. And I'm proud to tell you, I don't have any sugar in my body at all right now. None, zero. I don't eat anything sugar, and I did it by going into sugar-free stuff, which I've said it a long time, a couple, maybe a few months ago, which I understand is also not good for a lot of chemicals or anything else in there. But it was a good catalyst for me just to finally go, all right, I don't have the sugar cravings because honestly, the sugar-free stuff tastes like garbage. So it was easier to kick that once I'd moved into that level. So I'm just giving some people the tips. For me, that was a great way for me to kick sugar, and I have found that um, I, I have more energy. Um, I, I know there's some other things. I mean, cancer loves sugar. It's, you know, everyone knows that. There's a there's a, a lot of reasons why processed sugar is bad for us. And I think anybody listening to it has can't be be alive in this planet without hearing hearing that that's the case. But let's talk about sugar and how bad it is for you. And and I guess. What people can do to to maybe recognize if they need to be detoxed from sugar.
1: Yeah. So I like what you said about shifting to a sugar, like sugar-free versions. I think that like again there's a lot of misinformation where people are like, oh, well diet soda, that's worse for you than regular soda. Well, that's not what science says, and like the results are inconclusive at best. So like I'd much rather have my clients drinking diet cokes than drinking Cokes. Like, yes, there's chemicals in there, yes, sucralose maybe have some long-term effects, but we know for a fact that sugar will kill you. So, like, if it comes down to, like, if you're like, oh, I, like, I'm like, i going to have, like, I should have a Coke rather than a Diet Coke. Have the Diet Coke. How well, the sugar be jelly. maybe the Diet, diet Coke
0: tastes like garbage. Maybe you'll drink less of it. Some people love Diet Coke. I don't know. Oh, I can't. I mean, I've never been a diet, any drink, and diet of any kind of drinker. I've always thought it tasted terrible, which is why I don't, I, I, I've never been a soda guy. I was not a vice, my ice cream's not a vice, and it was just Just jelly the jelly bellies. bellies. <laughs> well, things like that. Mike and a, Ike's, those kinds of things, man.
1: I'm a big uh, baked goods fan. So you put, like, okay. cookies... Like breads, like,
0: yeah.
1: like that sort of thing in my house, that's going to disappear. So that's one problem. of the big tricks for me is I don't have to, I can't have that in the house. Because if it's in the house, it's going to get ate. And if it's not in the house, it's very hard to eat it. Right. So, so that's, like, that's, that's like the easiest possible thing. You, you're addicted to Jelly Bellies? Well, don't have them at home. Don't and It's going to make them. your life a lot easier. Don't Why tempt them. yourself? You know, if you know you have an addiction, like if you're like, man, I'm an alcoholic. I have a problem. Don't keep fucking in the house. Right. Why tempt fate? You right, know, exactly. as you get later in the day, you get tired, you, that decision fatigue sets in. It becomes easier to be like, if you ever found yourself like looking in the fridge like for the fourth time and you're like, your you're, uh, you're like, like, uh, quali- um, standards get lower every single time. First mm-hmm. you're like, let me have something like, oh, is there anything good in here? And like by the fourth time you're like, I guess I'll have two grapes and a piece of sliced cheese.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> know? It like, just isn't so, changing, so I'll start making something else. Like yeah. yeah. For sure.
1: So, but, but like to your point about, about sugar, um, with the bacteria in our stomach, like I said, it, like it feeds on sugar, cancer feeds on sugar. And what's crazy with the bacteria in our stomach is that the more you feed it, the more access it has to your brain to signal this hormone called leptin to be like, yo, let's get some more sugar, you know? So like this, this manifests a lot in like cravings that we have like 10:30 AM, 2:30 PM when we're a little tired, a little hungry and that our sugar is like, yo, can we get a little sugar? And instead of having like six blueberries, like we probably should, we're like, I'll just have a donut. Little energy, right? Because when we're tired, when we're when we're fatigued, it's easy. Like our body craves more sugar because it's like let's fast energy, let's get some. So if you find that you have or are having cravings, I think the, the main main times are like hour or two after breakfast, hour or two after lunch, and then hour or two after dinner. If you're having cravings for sugar at that point, you probably need to detox your body, and that's I want. This goes to like back to kind of what we were talking about earlier. With one tactical thing that, that is very easy to do to trigger fat loss on demand, super powerful for travelers too, because this goes in line with their, with their work schedule, um, is a 24 hour fast. A 24 hour fast, I'm a big proponent of fasting, but I think right. that a 24 hour fast is better than a 16 hour fast. And one good reason for that is that you get three and a half times the benefit of the autophagy, of the repairing and rebuilding of the like of like broken down cells. Um, with a 24 hours than you do with 16 so you get three and a half days worth of 16 hour fast in just one 24 hour fast plus by minimizing the amount of food you take over over the 24 hours your stomach will shrink slightly and that bacteria will start stop having so much access to telling your body hey we need some food really the biggest sugar cravings come when we are continuing to feed ourselves low grade amounts of sugar to the point where like even with, like the rice the potatoes that we're having our body's like yeah that's sugar let's get some more but if you detox from that processed sugar it's no big deal to have oats or rice potatoes sweet potatoes your body's mm-hmm. not going to turn that into like massive cravings later on right. so if you are having those cravings a 24-hour fast is a great way to do it uh, or to get, rid- to get rid of it and you can do that uh, 24-hour fast once every other week once a week um you know just uh, like occasionally as needed but it also is such a great way to wake up feeling leaner and looking leaner and here's the way i like to do this because i don't like to go no food all day no until tomorrow i like to eat my eat dinner early on like let's say today dinner early on thursday and then i'll eat dinner a little later on a friday so i get 24 hours but i don't go full day with no food so i like that it's really not that it's not that challenging um and also like how many times does it have you like as like as a traveler just not eating breakfast or lunch. It, like it happens, you know? Right. So if we can just structure it for a really busy day, drink a ton of water, you're feeling awesome, you triggered fat loss, you would push through plateaus, it's fantastic.
0: Perfect. All right, so I'm, I believe you. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I've said it before, I'm a big faster. I think it's important. I like to, I man, we say I'm a big faster. I don't think that made sense. But I like to fast. Um, and I find that it's. It's. it becomes where... You think, and I thought I never could fast. I thought no way. I am not a kind of guy that can do that because I had this stuff. And once I started doing it, I'm like, it's actually not that that hard. For me, it was the night time. It was it was getting through that late night craving that I had, especially coupled with the sugar craving and else. But what I found was, is I was getting you know into the mid afternoon. It was actually like almost challenging. I'm like, you know, I can go longer. And I remember last year I did a 36 hour fast, and my wife and her friend had me go get pizza from my buddy who. From Rome, and I'm carrying this truffle oil pizza back, and I'm going, man, this so is really challenging. Rude. And I didn't even want it. I didn't even want it. Oh wow, nice. And it was <laughs> you know, wafting up into my face as I'm walking down, you know, Main Street. I'm going, here it is. But I was like, she didn't know. She's like, I didn't know you were fasting. I said, like, I hadn't eaten anything, but I was trying to pay attention. But fasting, I think, is is a really good way to. Um, again, I don't know the science behind it. I'm, I'm not. I don't research like you do. But everything I said, everything I've read for people that are having or struggling with just losing that belly fat, you know, it's one thing to lose a little bit, when you want to get deep and lose that deep fat, it's one of the best ways to do it. And I will tell any listener out there, you will be surprised that you can do this. Everyone I think stays away from fasting because they think it's so hard, and the fact is, it really isn't. You just don't you just we're just not accustomed to thinking we can do this, and we can, and it's easier than you think.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's especially if you just started off with like a with a 24 hour fast with like a, maybe even a caveat that like I can, I'll quit at 20 hours if I'm dying. And then I think what's cool is that you do a 36, then you do a 48, then you try a 72 and you're like, and all of a sudden that 24 is like, oh,
0: that old thing, that's easy. And water is, water is such a great tool. And I've cheated. So I don't know if you call it because there's cheating, but I drink a lot of green tea when I'm fasting. Coffee,
1: green tea, amino yeah, acids, and it and, helps well, a lot, gets your LaCroix. energy
0: up. And for me, it's like what I found out is, that I think lots of times people can often confuse hunger with the fact that their stomach just needs some water. I mean, you drink a glass of water. You go out and kill a big glass of water at 7:30, 8 o'clock at night when you think you're hungry, and all of a sudden, I magically, you're not hungry anymore, and it's and you just you just did yourself a favor, and you stayed away from a bad decision that we all make. We're all human. None of us are, you know. We all have it. You said, I can't have cookies in the house, right? So your, your kids don't get cookies. <laughs> That's the bottom line. So, you know, and, and we can have all the ice cream. We can have all the cookies in the world in my house. I'm fine with that stuff because it's not, it's not my thing. But what I'm here to, 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 to agree with you and for our listeners is that you guys can do this. You will be surprised. I was the biggest person that said, no way. That's the one thing I can't do. I'll work out and I'll watch my diet, but there's no way I can fast. I can fast.
1: Yeah. And it's, and it's so nice. Like what you said about the water too, because most of the time, like, especially when we are um, I I talk a lot about the difference between insulin sensitivity and insulin resistance. When we are insulin resistant, our, our bodies are always sending false signals of hunger where you're like, man, I'm hungry. Are you, or are you thirsty? Or are you bored? Because our, we're just not interpreting those signals very well because we don't have a clear communication. Our body, our hormones and stuff are not functioning at a high level. Right. So like you said, if you're hungry, Go kill a big glass of water. Wait 10 minutes. And if you're still hungry, go have, go have a snack. But 90% of the time, you're not going to be. And on those fasting days, that's a great yeah. time to like, uh, it's, I love to drink like a big coffee on a fasting day. And yeah. my mind just goes crazy. Nothing in well, my stomach is Well, it's really awesome.
0: wild. I mean, I've taken it to the level. I've, I've, I, I, what I like to do, I mean, tell me if this is nuts, but I find, well, first of all, you feel better. But it's the one thing people don't understand about fasting is you actually think you're going to feel like garbage. And you, the next day or even later on that day, you feel really good. I mean, st- starving, not starving. As but, long but as you're take,
1: hydrated. If you're, if you're dehydrated, you, you'll feel like a clock garbage.
0: Right. But keeping your body from all, all of that, you would think it would, be, it would do the opposite. But it actually it, it energizes you, invigorates you. I, I mean, I do. I think the green tea helps me because it kind of gets me going. What I do is actually, I think. I try to time it and plan it so that on the, at the very end of my fast, I do a hit training, I do something where I'm doing something, you know, whether it's plyometrics or high-interval, inter, you know, high-intensity interval training, and it's it's almost like uh, I don't know that that workout feels like I am just melting fat. It's probably all mental. It's like it's like eating hot food and you think you're losing weight. Because you're, but when I'm doing a high inter- intensity wow, it came hit training at the very end. And then I will go up and drink a protein shake, and then I'll wait a little while, and then I'll go ahead and I try to break my fast slowly. I don't just, just gorge. I have a protein shake after I work out, and um, then I will wait about a half hour, 45, and I'll have something light. I find I don't eat as much, and it's like I don't, you don't just sit there and go and go nuts on it, too. But it's it's amazing what, what how fasting, how good it can make you feel. And I, it kind of goes along with the bio rhythms that you talk about a lot, and that is that recognizing how your your biorhythms, your body changes things and taking advantage of it. Let's let's talk about that for a little bit if we can. And it kind of goes in sync with this whole thing. You're really in tune with your own body and p- kind of paying attention to those biorhythms can really help accelerate fat loss if that's what you're looking for.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I do the same thing with my fasting because I always try to end it. I do a walk, I don't do high-intensity interval training, but I'll put a weight vest on and go for a walk. And, man, you feel like you're just melting fat. It's incredible. And then I go home and I either, I either break with a, with a protein shake, like you said. I want something that's high nutrient density because my body's ready to, like, absorb a lot more of that. Or I do what's called, what I call my healing salad. My wife and I were traveling through South America for about a year. And, um, like, you know, after a bunch of cerveza and street food, like, we needed to have something fresh. So we'd go to the market and every place we could get avocados, tomatoes, lemon, green or uh, red, red onion and um, something else. And then we'd, like, mix that all together and have this, like, really just, like, nutrient-dense salad. So I'll break my fast with that. And, it, and I feel so good. So, yeah. Yeah, but in terms of, like, the biorhythms, um, I really like to think about, like, when do you need energy? When do you need sleep? What do we need to do to accomplish those things? And, again, going back to, the, like, what we were talking about early on is what questions should you be asking ahead of your meal to, in order to ascertain what you should eat? So rather than asking the question of what am I hungry for what do I want, and the answer is for me is always a Cinnabon. I always want a Cinnabon, pretty much 90% of the time. Um, it's like how do I want to feel after this? Well, I have a podcast coming up. Well, I need to be on like I need to be on for that. I need to be up. so should I have should I have a cinnamon? Probably not. Should I have a salad? Yeah, great choice. How do I want to feel after my breakfast? Well I want to have the time release energy. I want to burn more fat. high protein, high fats, perfect for that. How do I want to feel after dinner? Well, I want to start slowly transitioning to being more tired and more sleepy. Great. Well, having a higher carb meal is going to help your body shift into that. So you're going to want to sit down, relax, take a load off, shift towards that nighttime biorhythm.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: again, just like, and that's not always the case. Maybe after lunch, you're like, man, I just want to nap. All the kids are gone. Like I got some time. C- great. You can, you can manufacture that by adding in more carbs at that time. So it's not always like you have to be eating in this specific way, but it's ask yourself what you want to feel. What mm-hmm. result you want from the meal, rather than what do I want to my taste buds to enjoy right now, and that mm-hmm. simple question can change so much.
0: So really, really thinking about what you what you need in the relatively new future to determine what you want to eat, as opposed to what am I hungry for.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was kind of recovering from a surgery two weeks ago, and normally I'm like up all day, and so at this time I was like, I want a nap at about three o'clock. I had like mm-hmm. this great opportunity. Like the first one I've had since my, my son was born, so I had like a, I had just a big meal. I had a lot of rice, a lot of meat, and felt like just felt tired. Went to go take a nap, took like a two hour nap, unbelievable. Yeah. But it's really all about like what do you what do you want next? What's happening next in your life that you need to be prepared for?
0: Eat like that's interesting. That. I mean, it's I think that's right. You know, and I mean, people agree with me or disagree with me, but I will find that I do a, I do a pre workout drink because I find that it I have a better workout. And I know young kids, young guys are like, oh, you're an old man. You need pre-workout. I'm like, yeah, it's probably not that great for me. I, I really do find one that both pre- and post-workout, I'm very careful about sugar, obviously. I'm very careful about carbohydrates. So mine don't taste that great. But they do what they need to do. And for me, it gives me a better workout because I'm energized. I do not I, I do more reps. I don't quit. I get focused. Um, and I'm, I'll tell you what's changed with me this summer Out here in California, my daughter just finished her freshman year out here, and I've been a home gym guy. I I built a gym basically over the last 20 years, so I I like working at home because it's not about it's about me. I'm not trying to you know put on a show. I don't care about what the other guy next to me is doing, and I find I get hurt in gyms because I'm getting older, so I can curtail my workout. Well, I realized I miss gyms because my daughter wanted to go to the gym, and I was so proud that she wanted to go with me that she wanted me to show her the ropes as opposed to somebody else. And I was like, all right, must be doing something right. She wants her my like 20 well she was 19. She turned 20. My 19-year-old girl was letting me take her to the gym, and I realized that I was taking too long to work out at home. I was getting distracted. I was I was playing around with this, with the company that I run. I was doing all kinds of things, and, and I was realizing that an hour and 15-minute workout was taking me two and a half hours to accomplish because <laughs> I happened to have laptops and phones and things like that. And I'm thinking, my whole thing was get that stuff out. If you're gonna if you're gonna walk, don't t- you know have your phone if you need an emergency, but don't look at it. If you're gonna go and, and work, go to the gym, I mean, I just can't stand that people are sitting there on the bench that you need, with the weights you want, and they're on their phone looking at you know whatever they're looking at. I'm like, get it, get done, and get out. I to use that thing, so it's it's amazing how you do whether it's working out, getting into your in your morning routine, like you said, got to get rid of distractions. Get your you know if you're gonna if you're gonna meditate, if you're gonna have you know your your reaffirmations, whatever you're gonna do all day long, or you're gonna take that nap. Don't be looking at your phone five minutes before you need to go to bed, you know. And and don't be staring at you know the terrible news of the world or whatever it is. Get in a good set good mindset and get away from some of that stuff and get the stuff done. And I think it, it helps you get whether it's working out or eating. You know, go do, do get your food done. And don't be sitting there looking at your phone while you're eating your your stuff, right?
1: That's a good advice. No matter what, like you know, figure out what you want and then go after that single-mindedly. Rather than rather than yeah, like trying to do. Multi, like trying to do it all at once, run your business in the same time as your workout. Like I got a home gym in my garage, but I've been going to the gym because I go there, I do my workout, and I go home, and
0: it's that's fast. You're exactly right because I did, I did I, That's what the point I was kind of making is that I find I'm so much more productive. I get there, I get it done, and I mean, of course, what was happening to me is for for me for the for I wasn't getting the muscle. For that. I wasn't wearing my muscles out. If I was working out, let's say my shoulders. You know, I was spending so much time in between sets. I wasn't getting that burn. I wasn't this. I wasn't tearing down that, that muscle tissue. So there was not a lot to recover from. So my results were less. And also, I'm like, wow, if I actually get to a point of exhaustion where I'm, you know, doing things like I'm supposed to be doing, like I used to do, and I found I'm starting to get get big results again, which is what you don't. You, you know, it's harder as you get older, right? I'm 55, and it's not easy to have results. But gee, maybe if you actually worked out and didn't set <laughs> on your phone, you're gonna get better results. So. Well, fascinating. Let's talk about some things. Let's talk about obviously. I'm a, I'm going to have the team put up a lot of stuff for the book because, like you guys said, you can get it on Amazon, you can get it on Kindle for free if you're an Amazon uh, Prime subscriber. You get it for free on Kindle. Is that right? That's, That's right. right. Which is awesome. I think a lot of people do that. Let's the podcast. Obviously, the Million Dollar Body podcast. So you got, you do a podcast pretty frequently. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so you I, can go, have, I do it a lot.
1: Li- I do a live podcast. So no editing. Just this swearing a lot. Um, right. Once a week, it's in my it's in my Facebook group. So if you wanted to check it out live, ask questions and stuff like that, you can go to n 8 trainingsystemscom slash group to check that out. Um, other than that, it's up it's available on Stitcher, uh, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all this stuff.
0: I'd love to see some travelers get on groups that aren't just all about traveling and beating up companies and beating up uh, you know vendors or anything else. This is a great different kind of group that you can get onto that is going to really be helpful for. Um, you know, overall, every you know everything else, personal growth, you name it. You put a lot of different things on your Facebook group, and the podcast, you kind of mix up a little bit. So again, it's your people should be listening to more than just you know book podcasts and things about. It's a, a really good podcast to do. And the same thing with your YouTube channel, right? You have the same YouTube channel. Is, is it? How, how do they find you on YouTube?
1: Uh, uh, go to YouTube.com/slash N8 Training Systems. So I thought you used to think that I was like so clever because. I was like Nate, like N eight, and then I realized that I spend like forty five percent of my time being like, no, it's like no, it's like it's like seven, then eight, it's like eight. <laughs> also, Google hates having numbers in your URL, so whatever. <laughs> well,
0: perfect. Well, I could talk to you for a long time. Obviously, you know, you and I have a lot of uh, commonality. I think it's just I want people to I want I want people to want to get interested in this because I think it's important. And, and I'll tell you what. The last thing I'll say right now is that we know one thing that right now in our world is that being healthy. Being, you know, losing, having less weight in your body is a is a smart thing right now. It's a healthy thing. It's it could be a life saving thing. There's, I mean, people can be politically want to, but at the end of the day, we know one thing, and that is that if you if you have body fat, you you have a, There's just a lot of things that can cause problems. And right now, there's some pretty scary stuff that it could actually be, uh, you know, a catalyst for, and that's that's just science. So do yourself this favor, you know, and, and I hope everyone listens to Nate and, and take some advice. Take that first step, guys. And that's what I want to do this, this episode for, and I loved having Nate on here. You're an awesome guest, as I mentioned in the pre-thing. So uh, we could talk again. I hope to have you back on again. Check out all his stuff, everyone, because it's, it's really good this stuff, and it's, it's, it's just a different look at common sense is what I found. It's, it, it's easy to follow, really good stuff to look at, and it, to me, it's a, it's a much less... What's what I'm looking for? It's an intimidating way of looking at health and and weight loss than what you see out there. So I would advise everyone to to check you out for sure. And uh, as always, we we appreciate having you on. Nate, it's good talking to you. Good to see you.
1: Thanks a lot, Mark. uh, Really appreciate you, man.
0: We'll be in touch again soon. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, Like I said, I got to talk to Nate for a long time. He's got other things going on. We could have done a two hour podcast on this one if we wanted to. So I think you guys understand what it is. there's there's so much to talk about. I, I think the best thing to advise you guys is to go check out his stuff. Again, if you're a, a, um, a Amazon prime member, you get his stuff for free and it's not it's really inexpensive, but it's it's worth at least subscribing to his podcast, subscribing to his YouTube channel. you're gonna learn some things. and like I've always said, here's another expert with maybe a different philosophy, but the same the same overall general. Uh, concept. I mean, I, I didn't. We didn't really talk that much about it. I'm just throwing some things out there, and he agrees with some of the stuff that I've learned, which means he's 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 on the same page as anybody that wants to see you guys get healthy and get get you know see you guys get better. It will change your life you will feel better. And feeling better is like 90% of it. Forget about, like you said, what you look like or who cares if you're skinnier than your best friend or if you got more muscles than the guy next to you. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you feel good. And that is what we need to start focusing on as a healthcare professional who travels all the time. You got to feel good. And doing some small things like you talked about, like water, getting that good high, you know, good, good fat, but high fat, high protein breakfast in you, start that energy level going, all that stuff, incredibly important and really well said, and I love the idea of let's focus on getting your energy level up, and then we can start to have, you'll see the results naturally of the rest of the stuff, and he's completely, 100% right on with that, so, wow, what a good, what a good episode, I hope to have a Nate on, I hope to have all our guests back on, but there's so many great guests coming up. but I knew this would be a good one, Nate and I scheduled this one a while back, and we just couldn't get to it. But um, as always, guys, I appreciate you taking the time to to watch and listen to us today. And um, again, just really good information. Got a whole bunch of great things coming up, some really good topics. Again, we're starting to move into that realm of um, getting some of the foundation out of the way. So you guys really understand what it is that we're trying to focus on with Travel Evolved and then start to add some more of the, of the higher level stuff. And we're never going to stop talking about physical fitness. We're never going to talk about mental health and physical health. It's just an important aspect of all of us are in our lives. And then there you go. So um, as always, I really appreciate you guys spending some time with me today. Thank you so much for your subscriptions. Thank you so much for uh, listening and watching. And I will catch you guys next time on Travel Evolved.